UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. A lot of comments up on the screen because like that that can throw people off like i'll put some that's fine yeah My intro, work. hey guys welcome to another episode i guess it's playing right now back to another episode of the typical skeptic podcast uh i'm not on the screen that's i'm under it's great but i have an amazing guest with me tonight can don can you hear me well i can hear you perfectly well okay okay i have an amazing don from soldier's voice um she's an et experiencer she's a healer she's a mom um she's uh She's had past life regressions. We're going to get into all that. And she does work helping soldiers around the world. Um, um, and she's just an amazing person. I'm so happy to have her here with us today. Um, Dawn, thank you for coming on. How are you? Good, Robert. Thank you so much. Honored to be with you. <laughs> okay, so where do you want, do you want to start off with your ET encounters? Like, and you could show some of your pictures that you've drawn. Because it seems like you've had some, like, interesting encounters. Or, and you said you have new stuff, too. So, I guess you went into some regressions as well. I did. I um, gifted myself for my birthday a regression because there had been dreams that I had, um, reoccurring dreams that I could remember and recall very well and never forget. The most prominent one was the one I had with my grandmother where she was carrying me and walking me around the house and looking for somewhere to hide me from something. And she put me under the kitchen sink. And I remember that it felt like I had stayed under the kitchen sink for a really long time. And I was just, I knew I just, I couldn't come out. I had to stay in there no matter what. So I was eventually found by my mom when she found me. I was like yelling at her, telling her that they took grandma, they took grandma. And this is a great grandmother of mine that wasn't alive at the moment. But I remember she had long black hair. So my mom uh, doesn't remember this at all and can't recall this at all. So, and I was very little when this happened. I must have been like four or like five years old. So I, I vividly remember it, but I don't remember if it was a dream, a vision or what, because my, ma my mom just can't recall things. And I don't know if it's bad memory or whatnot, but yeah. This was what I drew to give you an idea of my house. And I could draw it to the T. When, when I showed this drawing to my mom, she freaked out because she was like, you were really little when you were living in that house. How can you remember 
you know, all the details of the house. I remember where the door was, that there were two steps down to get into this other lower area that there was. So she was like, wow. Um, so that is the, the thing that I saw that she was trying to save me from or hide me from was this. These were the, the three windows. Man. Yes. These were the three windows I had in my house that I could remember. We had a dining table here and I, it was pretty tall. Like it was hovering. It looked almost like it was just going gliding like right past the three windows and he was wearing a hat that I could never forget. That was a very prominent dream that I had or vision that I just could never forget. Um, so I was about four or five when that happened to me. And I later on, I can't recall the age, which is something that I'm also trying to investigate why I can't remember the specific age I was when these things were happening to me. But the sleep paralysis, I, I had several times. I can call, recall two or three times that the sleep paralysis happened. Um, the most, the one I, I really want to tell you guys about is this one. Okay. Because this right here, that's, I could, I, I was able to see that being to my right. I was in my bunk bed on my, on the top bunk bed where I slept with my sister and it was coming through my wall, like half in and half out of my wall. And it looked like this big, dark figure with like huge black eyes and i used to just a shadow it. figure too it looked i i used to think it was a shadow figure yeah because it was just this blur and it had like a like a really big necking to it and i would i re, i would always say it, it remind me of like a scarecrow um damn that's the picture i wish i could maybe i can show you here on my phone but it reminded me of, of like when a, they put the the bag over a square uh, a scarecrow and that rope around it and it makes it all like wavy around the neck it's, I, that's the, those are the dots that I connected because I was like, okay, I was able to find out exactly what those beings are, who those beings are, thanks to Elena's book, um, the Mitra. They are horrible. The worst. They're, now they're, they're, they're a form of gray. So she's saying like, so is Elena saying the shadow people are kind of like a, a gray in disguise or something like that? All right. So this is what I was describing to people. Oh my God. Okay. That's what, that's what I, how I was able to describe it. That's what it looked like to me. Okay. But when I saw this, when I started researching the beings and different kinds of beings and the different grays, like the Solipsy Ray, the little ones, um, the Mitra, the, there was only a few pictures of the Mitra and, and it looked like it had a skinny neck. So I was like, okay, it can't be that. I never you know, ran into what it really actually looked like. But I looked for Mitra again and it, it, you know, a different picture of them came up. And then that's when I was like, oh, that's oh, it right there. Man. That's that it right there. That thing is evil. Yeah. That thing is that's pure evil. evil. So, yeah, that's what I saw. I was able to make that connection, thankfully. Um... Now, my other abduction, when I was four or five years old, I had my second regression in August. So it was four months from uh, one regression to the other. And the moment I did the first regression, 
memories of other things that I had been through started coming back. Like, oh my gosh, that's right. This happened to me. And oh my gosh, that as well. Like when I, I was having horrible migraines and I had to have an MRI and they were sticking me into this machine and they had to put my head into something and then close something over my head and lock it. I was already freaking out, having an anxiety attack. I didn't like being like held down. Like it still causes like some, you know, trauma, <laughs> I would yeah. say from the sleep paralysis. Because when I saw that, that mitra, I couldn't scream. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything, but I was trying to scream all I could. And I just, I couldn't, but I could see him with my eyes, like right where he was. And I was paralyzed. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. So that memory um, connected with when I was, I was, they were trying to do the MRI and scan my brain and the guy leaves the room and closes the door. And I start screaming because I was like, I can't do this. I can't be like locked down and held down. So those are some of the things that I'm able to connect and say, okay, this is probably why, you know, I reacted that way other when other people are just like, oh, it's not a big deal. You know? That's amazing. Now, what what happened in your regressions? Like what, what all did you uncover with the, with the regressions? That when I was four when I was four or five years old, I was uh, taken. And uh, that's the next picture I was going to show you. And these are the beings I saw. So after I had the regression, I had this lucid dream come up literally the next morning. The next morning right after my first regression, which was in May of 2022. And I immediately got off my bed started writing everything down because if you don't write everything down the moment you wake up and you have it in your head it's going it, it goes away so i was able to draw like the machine that i could recall and i popped in my headsets and i wanted to listen you know i was a huge twilight fan so i was like all right let me put a the twilight uh, soundtrack on and see what goes on i put my headsets on i started drawing stuff and then my headset music started skipping from one song to the next, to the next, to the next. And then it stops and it starts right at this part where it says, this, the name of the song is called Hearing Damage. And the lyrics say, a tear in my brain, allow the voices in. They wanna push you off the path with their frequency wires. You can do no wrong in my eyes, in my eyes you can do no wrong. So. I was like, okay, I get it. You're trying to tell me something. I hear it. I hear it. And where is my other picture? So I was laying down on something and I was, whatever they had put in me or on me was making me freeze. Like I was freezing cold. And I also, I couldn't move either, but I could pan my eyes to the left a little bit and then pan my eyes to the right just a little bit as well. There was one working on me in this area. And then there was another little one like right across me near like where the machines were. Um, I started shaking in my regression when this was happening. And I started telling him, I, I feel cold. I'm, I'm shaking. I'm, I feel really cold. I'm shaking. So when that, when anything happens that something is coming up, you go back to your place of safety and protection and stuff. 
and he took me there. Um, I did my both my regressions with uh, this gentleman called Daniel Rection. Daniel Rection um, didn't know who I was. I didn't know who he was. So I was like, I felt comfortable with someone that um, didn't really know me um, to figure it out. So ever since those two regressions, all these connections have come back, the connections with the mitra, the, the trauma with my migraines and, and all this. Um, so, yeah. Do you think That's that you live on some kind of portal? Or do you think you have a portal? And, I mean, like, this is a tough question to ask someone because, like, you might have lived in different places throughout your life. But you, you did, obviously, live in different places throughout your life. But, like, uh, the question is, do you, are you still having experiences now? And then do you think you you have might be on some – either you might be the portal or you might have some kind of frequency that's drawing these things to you? It didn't. I didn't have any more sleep paralysis after my teenage year. I started um, – I don't want to say, you know, I was, I was, I was in a bad point in my life where I was uh, drinking and um, doing things that they don't like. And I feel like not that you should be doing these things, but they don't want anyone that's drinking alcohol or doing drugs or anything like that for, I don't know what it was that they were trying to do at the time that they were uh, doing what they did to me. So I feel yeah. like maybe, <laughs> maybe that might've helped. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I do they, have a lot of dreams. Um, I had dreams in 2011, October, of uh, ships that look like the skyscrapers you would see in, in New York, but like tilted to the side with a bunch of like lights all over it. Very pointy, but like very, um, not like a straight, perfect triangle. No, not like the TR3Bs. Three, three it was different. And I still haven't found anybody that can tell me what those are, but I was somewhere where there was a lot of red, red rain, red ground. I was calling the floor that I was saying that there was blood all over the floor. But again, these are dreams that I'm, I'm still trying to piece together. And these are things that I, I was journaling back in 2011 that when I had no idea of any of this, no sleep paralysis or being abducted, none of that, had no idea. But I went back to look. So I'm telling you guys, if you're out there, and you're having all these dreams and you're just brushing them off. No, write them down. You're going to end up connecting the dots later, even years later. So keep you that. Really dream I know something weird. Like my Nikki, my, my girlfriend, she like, she, uh, she's been writing everything down. She's been having like real weird experiences. I don't know if she's getting messages from the other side, but she did regressions too, but she's not having like alien encounters, but we found like, I told her to use black light because that guy Daryl Sims told me that like if you if you have a black light and you run it over your skin and it shows like if you have like fluorescence on you that means that you were taken. So yesterday she ran the black light over her skin and she has these things that like shine like in her skin like it's something like like small implanted things. I've never seen anything like it before in my life. Like they're like with tiny little dots, but they like shine on the black light. I was like oh that's so God. bizarre. Like you know that's. Yeah, that's interesting. And yes, the black light will will bring those out. I've seen some black lights where they're they have three fingers. Some of them have just have those three fingers on them. So if there's a marking of like three fingers, that's a big tell. But what do you mean tracking? Like she could see like a like a tic tac little tracking thing in in her skin. She has she has like these spots on her. And then like she's getting like weird occurrences. Like she thinks there might be a spirit in her house. And then also. 
um, she, an owl showed up and she lives like in the city, like, and, and an owl showed up outside of her window, like in the middle of the night, which is weird. And that's another abduction tell. Like if you see owls, because they, that's like the screen memory they implant in you. That's what I was trying to tell her, but I don't know if she was taken or if that was like a message from a spirit guide or an ancestor, you know, like an owl symbolism or something, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you never know if it's like, is it is it like a message coming from the good side or is it a message coming from the, the bad side? Because the, the thing I also got through my regression is that you are probably be, probably being visited by both, especially if you've been visited by the bad ones. The good ones are going to, you know, come around and try to do what they can do to help you out and, and you know, prevent things. I mean, they, they can only do so much. But it's if you're being... Uh, sought out by one kind, the other kind is for sure also there. So don't ever feel like you're alone or like it's fully like this darkness thing. There's always, there are always those guides, those good ones that are there and trust in that with all your heart, I can tell you. Yeah, that's, that's a powerful message. Yeah. So did you ever have any more encounters or like um, memories that popped up? No, not after those, just uh, just the connections with why I I was. And I could go deeper, but I, I didn't want to do another regression. Like, I, it, it takes time, you know? It's a little bit hard when you're coming to these things to process and you need to give yourself some time before you go and you do another one. And you want to fully process this thing on, you know, in, in a, in the right way, not rush through anything. So you don't jump to any conclusions, you know, and I don't want to jump to any conclusions. I want to make sure that everything I'm learning about what has been going on with me is happening on, you know, at my pace, on my terms and to where I can really connect the pieces without any outside influence. Yeah. You know, something we talked about before the show, which I think is really important to get out is um, your connection to soldiers, voice for life. I think that's so important and I, I know it's hard to talk about on YouTube, but like, I think I'd love for you to get it out and tell the audience, because I think, like I said, I think it's really important what you're doing. And if you want to share your knowledge, that would be great. Thank you so much for, for allowing me to talk about it on here. So I'm going to do my best to say it in the best way that I can. The father of my children was a Marine and he served four years. And before he served those four years, he went in very healthy. He was a gym guru. He never drank. He never smoked. He was healthy as a horse. He passed all the physical exams he needed to pass to, to be able to, you know, make it as a Marine. And when he came out, he was not the same person. He didn't have the same health that he came in with. Uh, he started feeling nausea. He was... Uh, Headaches were happening all the time. And then he ended up having to go to the bathroom. And when he went to the bathroom, what he urinated was, it looked like uh, what the color of wine would look like. And if you're pouring it into the toilet with a lot of bubbles. When we went to the emergency room, uh, they could not run labs on his blood because his blood was so thick. Um, they couldn't run labs and it was like a shock to them. They were like, what is this? What are we looking at here? What are you? What, what is this? They don't, they didn't know. They looked at him like they were like, he was an alien, like <laughs> from another planet. So his primary doctor didn't know what was going on with him either. The ER didn't know what was going on with them either. I took him to a private doctor 
in a building I used to work for because um, I was desperate. We were both desperate to figure out what the heck was going on. And the doctor looked and said, oh, my gosh, there's no way that this could be what it is. It took him about three weeks of trying to attempt labs to be able to get to the point where his blood was okay enough to run a lab on to figure out, you know, rule out what it wasn't and determine that it was paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobinuria. So that is the key there because the research later on PNH, uh, it's not passed on, it's not genetic, and you're not born with it. So the research 10 years after that diagnosis is that it was caused, caused by two things. And this, this is the key here, the biggest key I'm going to give you guys right now that has to do with a lot. The, it caused the bone marrow, trans, uh, bone marrow failure and genetic mutation. So it causes two things. It was caused by two things, bone marrow failure and genetic mutagenesis of the first and second kind. So he was perfect when he went in and not perfect when he went out. And he was in during the time where there were, where Clinton was mandating something that they needed to take that begins with the letter A. And that's why... It, I, I, I just, I just if people remember um, the war in the Middle East, they used this thing uh, as a... Uh, they, were, they would always try to scare us and they used to say this thing was a weapon. The you know, white, I, I don't know the white people, powder yeah. and the envelopes. Yes, yes, yes. That's the best way to put it. That that's so smart because it's hard yeah. to talk about on YouTube. But yeah, that, I love that. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what it was. And nobody ever that. got one, right? Yeah. Nobody ever actually got. I mean, like I don't know anybody that ever like had that. You know. Nobody, so I think that was like yeah. a scare tactic. Yeah, Dr. Merrill Nass was trying to tell us for a very long time, and there's so much information around it that I can talk and say about that would have woken people up so much sooner but they really i was a thorn in their side from 2016 on when i just figured everything out connected the dots um yeah they took my youtube channel down they took my facebook down i had i was i was like reaching 18 18,000 follows on instagram and then boom i was knocked off same thing, I mean, I create accounts over and over and over and over, finding new people, finding new groups, but it's like, they've already got it so professionally down to a T that the only people who, who see you or anyone that's like trying to say anything are people who already know what's going on about those things. And that's not where the work should be. It's like, it should be allowed for others that aren't aware to know, but they, they, Put you in a little bowl of oh they here are the awakened ones and here are the sleep ones let's keep them asleep yes i agree i totally mm -hmm. agree so you you kind of made it your quest to like help soldiers from this point out right like they're also doing oh. this thank you for reminding me about that that's why i called myself the reason why i called myself soldier's voice is because they by direct order could not talk they were fined and they were also dishonorably discharged from the military if they refused or spoke up about that. The first person who tried to talk about it was sent to the brig for 30 days in the dark, 30 days, very little food, very little water, 
um, as a punishment. And they didn't even give him a chance or anything. He was not going to fall for that. And he was dishonorably discharged from the military. So the same thing that they're doing to anyone right now, trying to say anything about what, you know, what we're talking about is they try to go after your career, where it's going to, your livelihood, where it's going to hurt you the most and ruin your whole life, basically. So that's, this happened so long ago. I mean, 1998 was when he was in, 2001 was when that all that was happening and they were giving it out and stuff. Till now, 2023, this is how, this the reason why they get away with things for so long is because they've been able to punish them so severely that little by little they, they start just shutting up or, or they don't, the, the word doesn't even get out fast enough because they already yeah. try to knock it off at the, at the root of anyone trying to say anything. You got to do it together. If not, forget it. No, I, I totally agree. Um, but what, one, uh, a couple other things I wanted to cover with you was that you do do healing too. You do like Reiki and, and spiritual healing. Can you get into that a little bit? How you got into that? Yes. In 2011, I was very interested in, uh, beginning Reiki healing, especially with what was going on with the father of my kids and, you know, his health dwindling and his mom also was suffering with cancer. Um, so I took Reiki level one, then Reiki level two became master. And eventually I, I, I got to the point where I could detect where, you know, the pain was going on in someone or someone had an attachment or anything like, well, my first client was actually was, that proof that I'm always going to have that this is real is because I always had this like self doubt. And, um, my first client was my friend and she had an attachment that none of the doctors could ever really figure out what was going on with her. She just learned to like live with this pain that she used to have all the time. And she was like, okay, whatever. She'll, I'll, she'll try. We'll try. And I was like, okay, fine. Let's go. Um, I didn't know about this pain. We had just met at Starbucks and I had just finished my first Reiki level got certified that night and she happened to be at, at the Starbucks. So I was like, Hey, you want to, you know, I was excited about it. So I was like, Hey, you want me to try it? And she was like, yeah, let's go. I go and I do it. And, um, I get to her knee and I feel something really, really cold when I get to her knee and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this cannot be happening on my first, on my first try. There's no way. I was like, what was it that I had to say? Where was it that I have to do? Cause I had just learned it that, that same day and I was like oh my gosh of course this would happen to me so I do it and I was like okay I'm about to say something that's gonna sound really weird right now but I'll explain to you afterwards what it means so I I said what I had to say from where I had to do it and then kept going I explained to her that you know there, there was a possibility of her having an attachment there and you know I just sent it off to the light and did what I had to do cleansed her aura we were done by the next day, her sister starts calling me, her brother-in-law starts calling me, and everybody's like, where is she? Is she okay? And she had left my house like at 11.30, 12. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did something freaking happen to her while leaving my house to go to her house? And then um, nobody, she wasn't answering her phone. So around three o'clock, her sister goes to her house, knocks on her door, they go in, you know, and then they see her like still totally sleeping on the couch. She slept so good. She said that she had never slept that well in so long. I was like, okay, that's, that's good. All right. So when that was done, she was like, Hey, I want to talk to you a week later. 
can I visit you and on and make you a sandwich and cook some food for you? You know, do something for for what you did for me. I was like, yeah, sure. You know, come over. So that was a week later was when she broke the news and she was like, I've always had this pain from here to here. And I just, you know, I never went away. I just learned to live with it all my life. And she was like, and it's gone now. And she was this very dark, negative person, always down and about everything and changed like overnight from one night to the other. Um, so in the beginning, during my level one, when I was doing this to several people, I was very good outcomes. Everything was going great. But then when I started the whole activism thing and trying to voice up for the soldiers and stuff, they really tried to push that against me and tried to say, oh, you're going to believe a conspiracy theorist that thinks magic comes out of her hands and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to either choose one thing or the other. And I chose to do soldier's voice for a couple of years. So I, I recently started getting back into it. If you know anyone's interested, I'm I, I'm doing it for free, especially for the Marines. You know, if I can alleviate anything or help with anything, I'm just doing it for free now because I'm guided to do that right now. So yeah. I, I think that's really honorable that you do that. And do you do you see that a lot of times like the energy problems can manifest into physical problems? Emotional problems that you don't deal with can definitely build up into manifest itself into something sick inside of you. Anger, if you haven't released anger that you're holding on to, can cause you problems. If you're holding on to something that made you sad, um, to me, it's very, it, it could be very emotional based. Like I've seen, like I've, I've had clients where I've had to do, perform some type of psychic surgery to release the pressure of where the, the, the pressure was so tight on the chakra that the, this, man he was a male friend of mine and he just couldn't cry it was hard for him to cry so trying to release that valve or the pressure where he had that chakra so tightened he was able to cry and release right there so that a lot of people think oh my god no don't cry don't cry no cry cry okay it's not that you're a man it's not that you're a woman or you need to be tough and not cry no you need to cry we are human and these emotions have power to them. You have to release those emotions. Release those emotions. Let them go. And that's that's basically what I would like to, or any healer does. They, they provide a space for that to happen. If you can't do it at home or you can't do it, you know, because you're too busy or there's someone in the, in the way or you just haven't been able to get away, there's that space that will happen and you can just let it all go right there. Just, no, that's beautiful. And then I was wondering, like, how do you um, sense an attachment? Like, how do attachments come on to people? And and what what are some examples of attachments? Like, you know, I wanted to get all into that because I think I might have one. And I, I think I told you about that. I was like, you know, I thought that there might have been some kind of spirit here or something. It's weird, weird stuff was happening. Like, I was in it, it, it just unexplained things. And so I kind of wanted to get into attachments with you and like how they manifest and stuff like that. I'm not a professional in any of that, but I would say is that if you have any type of weakness in you, any type of weakness in you that can be detected, they will, they'll, they're able to attach to that. And I feel like if she, if you had gotten into an accident or you hurt yourself and that area is bothering you, um, they could also possibly attach to that area as well. Like, and by accident, some of them don't even have like a bad intent. 
like somebody will get into a car accident this person passes away and then doesn't know they passed away because it was so freakish and so fast that they just um attached to something and then the person that is carrying this attachment around has no idea but they have this pain this constant pain this constant pain that won't go away and that's why i figure like okay maybe that's why she had that attachment in her knee the knees are for some reason also one of the the things as well the knees also tend to be like the father figure, mother figure. So if you have like maybe father issues or mother issues that you haven't resolved within yourself or, you know, the, some kind of pain from your parents, father, mother, the left or the right side, the father, mother, it can also be that, you know. That's why healing from emotional things and, and not feeling pain and being in the frequency of love is really important. Because when you are raising that frequency, like, you know, it's and it's high, they don't, they can't survive that. The, the low frequency entities cannot survive that. They won't attach to anything that's higher than them. They have to attach to something that's way below. So if you have any fear in you as well, that's already giving them a little door in. No fear, yeah. just love, only love and understanding. They could they could manifest themselves to you like this ferocious, scary monster. And in reality, they're just this tiny little big thing, just tiny little thing there, okay, who just had a lot of pain in their life and had to cause you pain in order to make them feel better. I, that's just an example. I'm not saying that that's what it is, but usually a Reiki healing can help with that or you yourself hey you're not welcome here you're not welcome here you need to go to the light respectfully and from a, a, a love of you know a loving place not by not from anger not from not from fear ground yourself become one with your love or or um that you know a, a good grounded frequency yeah i was gonna say what do you think about um I don't know if I ever asked you about this. I, if you don't know much about it, it's, it's fine. But I figured I'd ask you about like targeted individuals and psychic attacks. What do you think about that? Because it seems like very real. And me and Nikki have been getting into that lately. We've been getting into like Max Spears. Because I'm going to actually interview Max Spears' mom. And like, uh, and, and yeah, yeah. And like, I think he was like experiencing psychic attacks. And, 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 uh, would they you say it's the same real. thing? Yeah. I, I think we're getting them too. Like, you know, like they, they seem like very real. They are. They are. Not to say that they're not. They are. And the the higher your frequency is, the easier you're able to tell that. Oh, they're trying, but you know, they're not going to really get away with it. They they'll try though. So you have to really get yourself at a level where you're comfortable with being up here, knowing that they're outside things trying to come and, and mess with you and bother you, but they're going to fail. They're gonna fail because you're in. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say someone from the audience. Uh, LP says Dawn has done Reiki on me using the Deems device. She's awesome. Can we see the Deems device? I'm so interested in it. Yes, thank you, LP, for reminding me. I, I've been wanting to say it, but we got caught up. So yes, I've been using this Deems device. Okay, made by Chris O'Connor. You can get it at um. Oh my gosh, I forgot his website's name right now. Lovelightmedia.com. I believe it's lovelightmedia.com. If not, I'll, I'll post it later on there or, or give it to um, Robert so he can put up. So I've been using this device during my Reiki healings and I've had really good outcomes with this device. It's helped me um, with releasing attachments from other people that had like a nasty 
one that wouldn't didn't want to come out that easily. So, yeah. Yeah, I've heard good. I've heard nothing but good things about that. Like I've heard yeah. it's like a really amazing device. It is. There's a negative side to it that pulls out negative, and then there's the positive side. Yeah, they do come with crystals, but I cannot afford the crystals right now. But they they come with with beautiful crystals that work. They look like little pyramids, and they have like four little magnetic circles that they attach to, so you can. Point the energy towards the uh, the person and over their chakras. I've used this on my sister's foot. She came in limping from something that she had done on the treadmill, limping into my house. And I only used this for like five minutes on her ankle because she had to let go. And she was able to plant her whole foot and like roll it right before she was leaving my house. So it, it does help. It's helped relieve headaches, um, stomach aches, like... A lot of headaches, yeah, and, and neck aches, anything. I, I've slept. Can you do that it. remotely too? Yes. No? Have, I've been doing you can it do remotely. remotely. Yes, I've been doing remote and physical. Oh, well, I'm going to have to get a Reiki session with you. I know you mentioned it, and like now I'm all about it because I want to see like what I can get out of get the negative out of me and raise yes. myself to a positive frequency. And well, free, or um, you can send me one of your stickers. What's that? I said, and it's for free, or you can send me one of your stickers. <laughs> Oh, I'll send you a bunch of merch. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything else you wanted to cover tonight before we finish up? No, you really helped me cover everything. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, can you tell everybody how, if you wanted people to get a hold of you, how they can get a hold of you for Reiki sessions and, and whatever else? And thank you so yes. much. Yes, thank you. Please find me on Telegram uh, at Soldier's Voice, or you can email me at dasihealing 11 at gmail.com. That's amazing. Well, thank you, Don, and I'll be messaging you for a Reiki session. And thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody.